0: Illuminate the scriptures for us, Lord. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Today we come, on Ash Wednesday, the beginning of this Lenten season. And as you can see, right, the church is full on Ash Wednesday. There's something about Ash Wednesday that draws us to the Lord. We hear at the heart of the first reading today, the beginning, the, the first words of Scripture that we read today is, is God's very heart for us. And the prophet says this on behalf of God. It says even now, says the Lord, return to me with your whole heart. Even now, even now, says the Lord, return to me with your whole heart. God is longing for us to return to Him with all of our hearts. And just think about that reality. That God longs for you and desires you personally. And what he wants, right, is all of us, all of our heart. And then for us, we're here in response to that. Why, right? Why so many people, especially young adults, this is the most popular day to go to Mass for young adults, by far. More than Christmas, more than Easter, young adults come to Ash Wednesday. Because there's a longing in the human heart to be reconciled with God. There's a longing in the human heart to be in communion with Him. And we recognize our sinfulness. We recognize this reality and our need to be brought back into communion with God. And this longing, right, this longing is the deepest longing of the human heart. Now when we say heart, What do we mean? Our our culture a lot of times, not always, but but plenty of times our culture when when we use the word heart, we can sometimes mean like just emotion, just emotion. But the biblical notion of the heart is that the heart is the core of the human person. It's that the deepest place of who we are, where we hold within ourselves the image of God. The Catechism says this about the human heart. It says, the heart is the dwelling place where I am. It's where I live. It's my very being. It says, the heart is our hidden center. It's beyond the grasp of our reason or beyond the grasp of other people to understand. Only the Spirit of God can fathom the human heart and fully know it. The heart is the place of decision, it says, deeper than our psychic drives. It is the place of truth, where we choose life or death. It is the place of encounter. Because holding within us the image of God, we live for relationship. It says heart is the place of covenant. Place of covenant. What is a covenant? Covenant. A covenant is an exchange of persons that one person offers themselves to the other and never takes it back. And the other person offers themselves in return and never takes it back, no matter what the other person, right? A contract is, okay, I will give you this if you give me this. But if you don't hold up your end of the deal, then I don't have to hold up mine. A covenant says, I offer everything, and no matter what happens on your end, I'm all in. This is what God longs for us. right? This is what marriage is about, this covenant. Like, I'm giving myself to you no matter what. And I'm receiving the gift of you no matter what. But the Lord wants something even deeper than that. He wants to renew the covenant he made with us at our baptism. He wants to draw us more deeply and intimately into his divine life. now, This longing of the human heart, right? The deepest longing of the human heart is for love. But not just any love, an infinite love. St. Augustine put it this way 1,500 plus years ago. He said, Lord, you have made us for yourself. Think about that. Like, you have made us for yourself. God made all of the cosmos. Like, however many galaxies, galaxies and universes there are out there, The Lord made all of them, but he made us in his image and likeness and for himself to be in communion with him. And St. Augustine continues, he says, Then therefore, Lord, since you made us for yourself, our hearts are restless until they rest in you. And our hearts are restless until they rest in God that nothing satisfies the human heart except perfect love because that's what we're made for. Now, the deception of the human heart, right, is that the thing, the next thing that I need is right around the corner. Man, if I could just get it, then I'm going to be happy for the rest of my life. Right when we are a kid, it's like that toy that you really want, you know. Hey, Mom, Dad, Look. If I can just get the Ninja Turtles I'm telling you, I'll never ask you for another toy again, right? Or whatever it is, like, I'll never ask for anything again. And then we get the Ninja Turtle, right? Two weeks later, we rip his arm off, you know? Sayonara to the Ninja Turtle, right? I need something, I need something else, longing for more. But then we get older, I want to get into school, I want to make the team, I want to be in the band, I want to make the grades. I want to get into the right college. I want to get the right job. I want to meet the right person, the perfect person. Like, that's it. But you know what? When we get these things, we realize that they cannot ultimately satisfy. We we achieve this, and it's like, I want more. Why? Like, where is this more coming from? I thought this was going to be it. Again. Lord, you have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Now, many times, right, we've even gone around pursuing, filling this hole in our heart, grasping at so many things, some bad in and of themselves and some good, but we just seek them in an inordinate way. As so we're just shoving it and shoving it and grasping and grasping and drawing us into sin, wounding our hearts. Wounding our relationship with the Lord. So that's what the Lord is inviting us in this Lenten season again today on Ash Wednesday. He says, even now, right? Even now, whatever sin you've committed, whatever sin I've committed, even now. Because maybe we thought, I'm beyond reconciliation with the Lord. The guy's just kind of putting up with me now committed the unforgivable sin or you know like that one that I promised 40 times I wasn't going to do again well I did it 40 times yesterday and the Lord says even now even in that place turn to me with all your heart why because God is turning to us with all of his heart always always God never tires of pursuing us with the fullness of his love. And that's where we're entering into this Lenten season, right? And all sin, all sin, whether it's big or small, is loving, at least in that moment, something more than God. Making that thing more important than the Lord. And it, and it hurts us, and it wounds us, and it hurts God's heart. And so he's saying, return to me, come, that we may strip ourselves of these things that we cling to that are not the Lord and be reconciled with him. To return to him with all our heart. And so, on a practical level, what do we do as we enter this Lenten season? I'm gonna give you five things, right? One hand, you got it all. Four fingers and a thumb, you can remember this, right? First, and it's the most important one, it's for us all Lent, every day, I want you to ask and pray for these two simple things ask the Holy Spirit to convict you, right? The Holy Spirit needs to move in our life for anything to be manifest. Ask the Holy Spirit to convict you first of God's perfect love for you. Like, that's the truth. It's not a fairy tale. It's not just a story. It's not just a cute thing that we say, but God loves you. Not just people in general. Not just human beings in general. Like, the Lord loves you. The Lord loves Jen. The Lord loves George, Matthew, Sarah, Jacob. With a personal love, with a perfect love, ask the Lord to convict you of that, convince you of it. If you ever doubt that, we only need look at the cross. Where Jesus offers his whole life for us even as we are sinners. And Jesus has said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Second thing I want you to ask him to convict you of over this Lenten season is your sin. You're like, oh, no, Father, come on. Not that, right? Come on. It doesn't feel good. But here's the thing when the Holy Spirit convicts us of our sin, it's for the purpose of healing. It's, it, it, originates in God's mercy and it's oriented towards his mercy the condemnation of the enemy like that's what we don't want right the enemy wants to come and condemn us you've committed that unforgivable sin God's not going to forgive you you've had too many tries you're a piece of junk go hide in the corner that's not the Lord that's not what we're looking for Lord convict me like in your mercy reveal my sin why so that you can heal me so that you can heal me and i can offer it to you it's like if you know you're sick you hope the doctor finds out what's wrong right like oh hey look there's a tumor in there we're gonna go get it that's that's what the holy spirit like we, we bring this We convict me so that you can make me aware of what it is that you can heal and restore it second thing to do confession right once that thing is brought up like don't leave it in there bring it to the lord in the sacrament of reconciliation The place of healing, mercy. That's what it is. Third thing, prayer. Prayer is indispensable. Indispensable. Mother Teresa would say, like, we can't even breathe without prayer. In the sense that our body needs prayer. Our body needs to hear the Lord loves us, that we're in communion with him more. Our soul needs it, excuse me, more than our body needs air to breathe. More than our body needs air to breathe. 10 minutes a day, this Lenten season, everybody's got 10 minutes. Something that we can put aside to spend in quiet with the Lord and persevere in that. Some days you're gonna be praying and be like, nothing's happening, right? Some days you're gonna be praying and all you're gonna be thinking about is a million random crazy things. Show up the next day, keep coming, present yourself before the Lord. Read those scriptures and know that God is longing for you more than you long for him, and I promise you, you give him 10 minutes a day in quiet prayer for the entirety of Lent, you will change, and your relationship with God will change tremendously. Fasting, right? It's one of the things the church asks us to do in Lent is to fast. What is fast? This act of self-denial is to train our hearts and our wills to love God first. Like whatever things in our life that we're clinging to, in a certain sense, that we can train our hearts and our will by fasting, to love the Lord first, and to make reparation even for our sin, and to pray for others. Now, I don't know if you've already like made a decision what you're going to give up for Lent, or if you are usually, you know, like me, and you wait till like next week to figure that out, right? You know, Maybe not. But ask the Holy Spirit. Ask Him. What do I need to offer to the Lord? What do I need to offer? And let me just make a suggestion that, that everybody think about it at least, like maybe it should be around some noise in our life, like a screen, a little less of some social media, a little less of some TV or my phone or, or, or something in my ears so that I can be still quiet and that I actually have energy. Like if, if all day long I'm stimulated, when I try to be quiet in prayer, I have no mental energy to actually engage with the Lord. And so, you know, a little bit less ESPN.com, whatever it is, and give that to the Lord. Alms giving, participating in the generosity of God by the resources that he's been given me, by the talents that he's given me, by the time that he's given me, that I'm offering my life and the things, because nothing I have gained is, is by my own. The Lord has given all his gift. And I, and I participate in his generosity by offering those things back, And especially being attentive of the poor. Because Jesus says that whatever we've done for the least of our brothers and sisters, we have done for him. And in this Lenten season, it's a time again, right, to to let go of things, to make a sacrificial offering, and to participate in the generosity of God through almsgiving. So again, convict, Lord, convict me of your great and perfect love for me. Convict me of my sin and your mercy that I can return to you in the sacrament of confession I'm going to enter into prayer with you, Lord, every day. The Lord's going to show up. Let us give Him ten minutes. Let us fast from something—an act of training our wills to love the Lord first, and then give, participating in the generosity of God through almsgiving. In just a minute, you're going to come up, and somebody's going to do something pretty, pretty silly, right? Pretty crazy, pretty beautiful. You're going to put ashes on your forehead. The sign of a cross. National, yep, I am Catholic, in case you were wondering, day, right? Now, if you're single, this works in your favor, right? You know, if your grandma's always like, hey, you need a Catholic boy, you need a Catholic girl, right? It's easier to pick them out today, you know? Hey, <laughs> okay? she was always really cute, man, she looks better now that I know she's Catholic. <laughs> beautiful thing but as we come forward right we come forward those words will be spoken repent and believe in the gospel right turn away from sin and believe in the fullness of god's mercy and the new life offered those ashes remind us that that we are dust and unto dust we shall return it's a symbolic notion as well lord burn away whatever is in me that is not of you like burn away lord through your cross through the power of the holy spirit through my participation Burn it away, what is not of you, that I can rise with you in in Easter. Resurrect more deeply committed to you. Our hearts long for God. God's heart longs for us. Today in the Eucharist, he offers his very heart to us, body, blood, soul, and divinity. He speaks to us in the scriptures as we begin this Lenten journey. Even now, says the Lord, even now, return to me with your whole heart.